Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Streetwise Theology Out of the Ivory Tower and Back into the Hands of the Invisible Church Welcome to Streetwise Theology. My name is Luke Saint, and today we're going to be attacking a pretty pretty easy target. It's going to be a sitting duck for us today. It's a video posted by Wretched, which... Uh, Wretched.com, which is, uh, I say 90% of the stuff they put up is good, maybe 85 and then there's like a 10 to 15% stuff that I think is 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 less than admirable. Um, but I'd say most of their stuff is good, but still, um, I would like to see them ad- adopt a more post-millennial approach, which is probably asking too much. But they posted this video, and this is Exhibit A of why it's probably asking too much. Exhibit A, they posted a video uh, by Alistair Begg, and the name of the video is The Call of the Church is Not Social Issues. For most of my listeners, um, this is a red flag right away. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a major red flag. There's so, many, there's so many things wrong, I think, with that statement right away. Um, and, I, and I think that's probably simplifying it, but we'll let Alistair, um, Alistair Begg, who uh, you know, I've benefited from his teaching before, if you ever get the chance to listen to how he met his wife, it's probably one of the most embarrassing stories that I have ever heard, rivaling even Michael Scott, you know, the fictional accounts. But, I mean, this it really is a pretty incredible story of how he met his wife. If you ever get a chance to listen to it, uh, give it a listen. But here he is talking about the call of the church is not social issues. We're not in the world today to reform the world. Our mandate in the world is not political, it's not social, and it's not economic. The fact that many of us have lived through a period of time in the United States whereby the social, political, and economic concerns have increasingly encroached upon the minds of those who should know better and have begun to take on virtually a life of their own, whereby we have begun to be seduced by the idea that these really are the issues, that if we could fix this and fix this and fix this, then we would be fine. But we were never invited to fix this and this and this. The calling of the church is to proclaim the gospel. And whenever that which is central, namely the gospel, becomes peripheral, then that which is peripheral inevitably becomes central. Whatever you want to use as the issue. Okay, so that's the video uh, of of him talking. And um, just, I think, uh, just a lot of things wrong. Um, I, I don't want to call you know, these people, you know, uninformed or dumb or stupid because they're not. I just, I just want to, I'm curious about why they think the way that they do. And they're probably curious about, you know, why we think the way that we think. But, you know, I I think uh, (laughs) this is just, this is just not a very, in my opinion, my humble opinion down here in my basement, I just don't think this is a very well thought out argument. Let's listen to it again real quick and I'll add some commentary. We're not in the world today to reform the world. Our mandate in the world is not political, it's not social, and it's not economic. How can you say that? How can you, how can you get away with this? Let's get away with murder. The first mandate we had was subdue the earth, multiply, take dominion over the earth. That's economic. What does that have to do with salvation, Alistair? 
The creation mandate. What is that? It's just, it's, what happened to that one? That's the first thing we, Christ, God didn't even say, go into all the world and make disciples when, when, when he was talking to Adam and Eve and repeated it again to Noah. What do you mean our calling in the world is an economic? With, without Christ, we don't have economics. Without Christ, we don't have politics. Without Christ, we don't have society. How can you say that with that our calling in the world is not these things? That's crazy to me. And people bust out Exhibit A for them, you know, right under Caesar, that which is Caesar. What does that have to do with the gospel? Hmm? Why did you say that? What does that have to do with Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins? That is an economic statement. That is a purely economic statement that has nothing to do with personal salvation or the gospel. Nothing. The fact that many of us have lived through a period of time in the United States whereby the social, political, and economic concerns have increasingly encroached upon the minds of those who should know better and have begun to take on virtually a life of their own, whereby we have begun to be seduced by the idea that these really are the issues. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I you know, got to stop it here because... I, but, but, Alistair, what are you doing? Were you, were you trying to reform these people? Are you trying to reform? This is a cultural thing. You're talking about things in the culture that are happening happening in the church that and in the culture where people are stepping outside of the gospel message and trying to uh, address social issues and they're beginning to take a life on your own. And here you are addressing this cultural issue as if you're trying to reform it. What kind of nonsense is this, Alistair? You know, it starts with you, my friend. Don't talk about social issues. You're not out to reform them, right? We're not here to reform the world. Just preach the dang gospel, right? Yeah, here you are trying to reform these people who are not doing what you want them to do, and that is just focus purely on the gospel, and that's it. This is a self-defeating argument. As soon as you address the things outside of the gospel, which is people um, not uh, people in the culture trying to reform culture, you've, you've defeated your argument. The argument is already over. This is such, I, I can't believe that he doesn't realize that this is what's going on. It's okay for him to step outside the gospel and tell the rest of us, hey, stop reforming the culture and then step back into the gospel, uh, into, his, into his gospel world, which apparently does, uh, obviously does not address the culture, but he just stepped outside of it to tell us so we can't address the culture. What are you doing? We're in church. Teach us the gospel. Why are you talking about these people out here trying to change culture? What difference does that make? Just leave them alone. Let them change the culture or whatever. You did that with the pagans. Let the pagans, you give the culture over to the pagans and say, here, you take it. Now, Christians are trying to do it, and you're like, hey, we can't do that. This is such a self-defeating argument. You want to be consistent? We're starting with you, Alistair. No more talking about people trying to change the culture. That has nothing to do with the gospel. Just preach the gospel. Starting with you, my friend. That if we could fix this and fix this and fix this, then we would be fine. But we were never invited to fix this and this and this. And you are somehow invited to tell the rest of us this? You're stepping outside the gospel to tell us this. This has nothing to do with the gospel, my friend. This has nothing to do with the gospel. There's people out there, out there trying to fix stuff, and you're stepping outside of the boundaries of the gospel to tell us, don't fix stuff. 
The gospel does not say anywhere in the gospel, don't fix stuff. So as soon as you tell us, don't fix stuff, you're stepping outside the gospel. Yet you felt, feel it's somehow relevant to your cause. Hey, and maybe these people over here trying to fix something, maybe they think it's relevant to their cause. Seriously, walk into a hospital and tell us, ah, walk, look at the people dying from sickness and diseases. Ah, this ain't the gospel. What are we doing? We're trying to reform this health care. What are we trying to do? Reform, reform medicine. And let me tell you, my friends, medicine needs reforming. You watch that documentary about Dr. Keyshore, Lord willing, I hope that comes out. hope that gets uh, out of all the, uh, the tape that it's been in lately. Or even he just mentioned, just, just walk into a crowded place and just say the word vaccination and you'll see how quickly medicine gets political for no good reason. Walk into a hospital and say, hey, this, is, this, is, this ain't central to the gospel. This is not central. Should not be trying to reform medicine or healthcare or hospitals or anything like that. When it was Christians in the first place who, who stepped outside his gospel, which is limited to salvation, personal salvation, stepped outside his gospel and started saving people's lives. This is pietism. This is what this is. Trying to love the Lord without loving your neighbor. And this is what Alistair's going for here. Whether he knows it or not, he's trying to love the Lord without loving his neighbor. Let me look at the ambulance. Just look at the ambulance. How does the ambulance affect the gospel message to you, Alistair? What, what difference does an, whether or not the fact we have ambulances make? It's not central to the gospel, so why are we trying to address these, these social issues about ambulances? It's crazy. They have no problem with the pagans talking about culture. But as soon as the Christians try to step in and try and reform culture, you know, make it Christ-like, sounds crazy, right? As soon as the Christians step in, he's there to say, oh, well, hang on a second. You're going in the pagans' territory. This is their world. They get to do what they want. But not you, my friend. You shouldn't be called. You were never invited to fix this and fix this and fix this. And plus, the Bible doesn't even address it in his worldview. This is nonsense. It's an outrage. The calling of the church is to proclaim the gospel. Okay, what? What? Okay, the calling of the church is to proclaim the gospel. Okay, now, now there's two types of gospels here. We're working with the gospel, that is the objective gospel, the gospel of the kingdom, and then there's Alistair Begg's gospel. What in the world does... Uh, having uh, taking care of widows and orphans in their distress have to do with the gospel, Alistair? What does that have to do with the gospel? We're not saving anyone's souls by taking care of widows and orphans. What, is, what does that have to do with anything? What does take no part um, uh, of the evil workings of darkness but instead expose them? What does that have to do with the gospel? Why are we doing that? Why are we wasting our time? Jeez. Uh, we should just have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Forget the rest. It's unbelievable. The disciples in the early church selling off their stuff. This is a social issue. These are all social issues. Taking care of widows and orphans in their distress. What does that have to do with your gospel? The gospel of personal salvation. Nothing. It's an outrage. And whenever that which is central, namely the gospel, becomes peripheral, then that which is peripheral inevitably becomes central. And see, and this, this, I believe, 
is is one of the most important points that he makes because to him the gospel is about personal salvation which is not the main point of the gospel the first time the gospel is introduced it's the gospel of the kingdom which includes personal salvation namely personal salvation in the gospel is peripheral And as soon as you take that which is peripheral, that which peripheral and is peripheral inevitably becomes central. Your words, not mine. We had personal salvation before the gospel, Alistair. Read the Psalms for five seconds. You'll hear all about salvation. We had personal salvation. We have the gospel of the kingdom, which is all-encompassing, the full-orb gospel that we toss in the world like a holy hand grenade and explodes and affects everything it touches. Everything. The arts, the sciences, everything. That which is peripheral, peripheral, I can't say that word, but that which is peripheral inevitably becomes central. To him, Personal salvation is central, but it's a peripheral point. We had personal salvation before Christ came, and we had still had it when he went after he left. I know I talk about this passage a lot on this show, but I just got to keep going back to it because. This is the giant that we're facing. Alistair Begg, he's fighting a windmill. This is the giant that we're facing here. We're trying to love the Lord without loving our neighbor. That's what's going on. 1 Timothy 1, 8 through 11. Now we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully. Understanding this, that this law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. Now, for someone like Alistair Begg, uh, I mean, obviously, I, I still respect the guy, but I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it sounds like his his the, the verses end there for him. But there's verse 11, which kind of changes things a little bit for Alistair, doesn't it? Verse 11 says, okay, well, first, verse, verse 8 through 10 is talking about applying God's law in society. It's not for the just, but for the unjust. And he goes on to list people who don't violate the gospel, but rather violate God's law. Men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. And then there's verse 11. In accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed God which with, with which I have been entrusted. Social issues are part of the gospel. It's a peripheral part, but it's part of it. Just as important as personal salvation, Alistair. It's just as important. The foundations of God's throne are righteousness and justice. Not just righteousness and personal salvation. My word. How, how do so many smart people miss this? How is justice in accordance with the gospel and Alistair Begg's worldview? I tell you it is not. Or else he'd be talking about it. He wouldn't say things so foolish like we're not in the world to reform the world. 
How in the world can, can we take this verse and actually apply it and not change everything? My friend, you tell me that justice system of the society you're in, and I will tell you what kind of society you live in. You tell me the justice system, I'll tell you what kind of culture you have. It's cake. The world needs reforming. The world needs reforming. My word. Look what the Reformation did. Just, whatever. Alistair, I just don't understand where you're coming from in this one, man. I just, I, it, to me, it, it blows my mind that you could say something so foolish. Now we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine, in accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted. we got to reform the world, my friends. It's inevitable that we will. It's, it's not an option. We must reform the world. You know, when you follow with this Alistair Begg stuff, you, you, you quickly fall into the, the pietistic nonsense that somehow ministry is more important than your nine-to-five job. That somehow going off bushwhacking in Africa is more important than staying home and taking care of your family. With this kind of nonsense... Ministry is somehow some sort of more glorious calling that, that we have to all kind of venerate rather than the guy who's, who's, who's you know, digging in the trenches trying to provide for his family and, and teach his kids about the word. That which is peripheral inevitably becomes central. You got that right, my friend. I can see it has happened in your worldview. The gospel is not limited to personal salvation. The gospel is not all about personal salvation. The gospel applies to the entire world. Does not the, the, the most popular verse in the Bible address the entire world? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. By the grace of the Lord, we will see reformation in our day. We will continue to, 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 to strive to reform the things around us as our forefathers have done and hopefully our children after us will. But if we listen to this kind of nonsense, we just got to stop what we're doing right now. Freaking phone it in, man. Phone it in. Because it's a waste of time. As soon as you try to love your neighbor without some sort of weird gospel message involved in loving your neighbor, suddenly you're out of Alistair Begg's worldview. And you're doing that which is peripheral. Ah, eh, peripheral. Eh. The calling or the, 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 one of the slogans of the Reformation was Semper Reformanda, not always reform, always reforming. We're always reforming, reforming everything we touch, everything we see. And by the grace of the Lord, we will. Be strong and courageous, my friends. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Streetwise Theology. 
Brought to you by the Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society and Reconstructionist Radio. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com and thinkandreform.org. Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom. <laughs>